In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamares. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh with the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Elise and I are here in the studio. We are. We are, we are in Betch, at Betches HQ. At I've been Betches here HQ. for both podcasts yeah, this week crazy. because um, I literally haven't even posted this on my Insta story. That's how stressful the entire situation has been. But I've actually been commuting into the city from New Jersey every day. While my floors okay, are reinstalled. Was, I didn't know that was New Jersey. <laughs> oh, yes, mama. I've been bridge and tunneling. Ugh. And it's been, it's a different life. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a different life. Um, yeah. Been staying at my Republican exactly, aunt's house. people are like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was like, I can't record the podcast here. <laughs> oh, really? Where does your aunt live? Um, she lives, it's actually not far. Um, the commute was the honestly, here's what I learned is that the commute from her, she's like a 90 minute drive and or train ride into the city. So it's mm, really yeah. not bad. So the commute isn't that bad. I just personally cannot have Penn Station be the nexus point yeah. of my time in the city. <laughs> yeah. I cannot be beholden to that space. Not even Moynihan <laughs> Hall. Or is that that's but not th- what you don't come into? Mo- yeah, yeah. N- New, Jersey, New Jersey Transit <laughs> doesn't take you to Moynihan Hall. Yeah, that's for Long Island. It takes you into the little back corner on Seventh Avenue where everything is still under construction, and it's like absolute chaos. Notoriously terrible signage. It's it, it's it's actually because they're trying to make it better. Penn Station is worse than ever right yeah. now, <laughs> and I spent. Two days living that lifestyle and I cannot be, I cannot tell you how happy I am to be in my completely disassembled but newly refloored apartment. Thank God. Millie, how's your week going so far? How's my week going? You've sounded like sick for a week. Are you sick? Yeah, I'm sick. I'm sick. I know, I know. I mean, I'm taking a bunch of COVID tests. I had to keep trucking because I had my show this this weekend, which Amanda- My favorite show. Thank you so much for Such coming. Such a great show. Amanda didn't know that she was sitting next to the guy that I was dating. <laughs> so, and then we broke up after the show. So it's been a crazy week. Amazing. Um, but oh, yeah, I thought he was a talent scout, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> because he was just la- he was laughing at like, I mean, your show, honestly, Millie. I mean, like, I don't know what else you would want other than roaring laughter the whole time, which is what <laughs> you got. But he was like this one that would be sort of like, <laughs> like nod, like that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> well, funny. he's yeah, he's French, so yeah, he's yeah. like he's like I'm gonna laugh when everyone else is laughing, but I might not <laughs> understand all the jokes because my English isn't great. Yeah. Um, but the first thing he said to me after the show was like, he comes up to me and he's like, um, "So I learned that I'm straight." 
because uh, <laughs> I have this yes. whole I have this whole bit about straight people in my set, and I'm like, well, that's good. I would hate for you to watch me do comedy for an hour and then suddenly just like discover that you're attracted to women uh, to yeah. men only. Oh my god, Maya uh, was also amazing. Straight up nine months pregnant. Yeah, Maya, like, yeah, Maya looked gorgeous. Is such a great comedian, and Ugh. she's so funny. And, and she, Taylor, it was a great night. She she's on stage until the end. And Maya. I was I. I was DMing her. I was like, are you still performing? Because I know your due date is coming up. Yeah. Because Maya, I don't know if people know this. Maya Deshmark, she's a super funny comedian. She's also a dentist. So she has done, she's a full dentist. She has three lives going on right now. I was wondering when she said IVF. I was like, thank you. I don't know if... How you, how yeah, you doing not a comedian. Dentist well, the, her husband has the thing, but also she's a dentist. She's so a dentist. I'm getting, so I'm getting, um, because I've been to her dental practice, uh, and I got an email. I got an email that's like, please book your time with Maya before she goes on maternity <laughs> leave. She's going on maternity leave, maternity leave, and then I'm like, damn her, like. Uh, can you do my show? Are you still performing? She's like, oh yeah, no, I'm doing this. <laughs> it was. I'm so glad she did. Wow, wow. Yeah. This was. Was this a beautiful? Maya could beautiful literally be giving up. birth as we're doing as we're recording the podcast. So just shout out to Maya. I was just going to say. Well, <laughs> say we should ask her to do the podcast. Maybe we should try now. She'd be like, I'm in. I'm in active she's, labor. Yeah, but. she's definitely. Yeah, no. Well, no. I saw her wearing like a loose hoodie, and I'm like, um, "Wait, you're gonna talk about being?" Pr-. She's like, I, "I'm gonna wear a crop top. Don't worry, I'm yeah. exploiting it." Like, all this stuff, yeah, so. she had a beautiful, beautiful golden, beautiful golden bump, bump, beautiful golden bump, bump. All right, our first story for today is actually. A good one for mm-hmm. once. Brittany Griner is on a plane to the United States after she was released from Russian custody. She might be here. I read this morning she was yeah. on the plane. She came from uh, United Arab, Arab Emirates, I believe, early this morning. So How this, long is that flight? It's got to like be, like be 14 hours. No, I'd imagine just it's got to be the longest flight of, of her entire life. Do we think they put her in coach? Do they put her in first class? class right? And you know those Emirates, like... Those Emirates yeah, first true. class, I hope they like flew her Emirates. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> she's getting a bed and like five glasses of champagne. Hell yeah. She should be treated like Absolutely. the WNBA player that she yeah, is. Exactly. Would you smoke weed again if you're Brittany Griner? That was that was what I said. Now that we know that she is safe and she's on her way home, that was a question that I had: is Do you ever smoke again? Would you ever smoke again? I'm just like. I don't know if I would. It's a little tainted. If you're prone to paranoia, I don't know if I'd be feeling great about it. Yeah. It wouldn't be item one on it my return. Yeah. Well, I was saying to Elise and some of my loved ones this morning, it's like, yeah, I might be kind of a stoner sometimes, but like at least I, we didn't, the merchant of death isn't really well, so Which is not a fair trade whatsoever. No. Of course, Griner, ale- like that's the thing. This was not like a, a fair trade. Brittany Griner's not accused of, of being of, the merchant of death, of murdering millions of people. This was obviously all, you know, they grabbed her off of her, off out of the airport. With specifically this goal in mind, you know, no, they, this was going to happen. So Griner allegedly had a very small amount of cannabis oil in an old cartridge. Like really it was like, I didn't know this until this morning, mm-hmm. but a reporter was saying like, it was done. Like the, the, the cartridge was dead. It just had like, you know, a that little amount. last yeah. sip of vape. Yeah. Because after a long plane ride, what we're saying, 14 hours here. That last sip is the perfect yeah. sip. Nobody is, has ever contested that she technically broke. Russian law. The issue is that, you know, she got a punishment that was not, not 
not proportionate to the crime. I don't even believe for anyone else in that country who would commit a bit because they wanted this guy, the merchant of death, back. So and Biden, they also wanted to play with us because that was like yes. right at the start of the, of the war. war. Importantly. And yeah, they it was she was in a very bad timing situation. And yeah. I think I've said this on the pod a million times. I am sure that she has traveled through Russia with, with a me. tiny sip of vape pen. Of course she has. bazillion, bajillion times. She works there. Yeah, absolutely. And it has never been a problem. Mm-hmm. But, you know, times changed dramatically really quickly. I also, like, if we think back to that time, that shit went down really, really fast. And you just don't think, like... It, you know, you just don't think a big war like that is just going to start as quickly. I mean, I'm sure, you know, people who have been studying Russian history and, and like what's going on with Putin and all that stuff um, maybe aren't surprised. But as someone who's like not super plugged into like Russian international politics, it, it was something that completely and it escalated so quickly. Uh, it was literally, I think, like. It was very soon after Donald Trump left or so, you know what I mean? Or like, so. Yeah, yeah. because I was just writing about how Zelensky got man of the year. And they said, I think that was like the war has been going for like 260 days. So that's almost a year, really, really close to a year ago. So I can't believe they were considering DeSantis like fuck Time magazine. They were like considered really? like yeah, no, he was uh, on the, the short list. The short list was like DeSantis, Elon Don, Musk, Elon Musk. Like fuck you, time. And they're like, it's just people who are influential, and it's like, fuck you, time. Fuck you. I also have to say, as you know, my hobby, Elise, Elisa's vape. My hobby is every night before I go to bed, gotta watch some Marvel bullshit. Victor Bout. Sounds like a fucking character. If you told me that you were gonna name a Russian arms dealer, the merch, aka the Merchant of Death, Victor Bout, I'd be like, this is racist. I've been saying that, and then I <laughs> she, and then I heard someone say boot this morning. Boot, Victor Boot. Still, I reject boot. I reject. Still. I reject boot. Well. <laughs> Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes.
Biden spent probably as much time this morning talking about Paul Whelan as he did talking about Brittany Griner, obviously, you know, acknowledging it's a complicated time for the family. He said that there, you know, there was hope initially that the United States could leverage a potential Victor Boot release for both Griner and Whelan because it's he's, he's such an insane, he's, the crimes he's accused of are just not even on the level of Brittany Griner's. But it sounds like this, it was this deal or no deal. It's just kind of like a fundamentally different thing. Whelan has been accused of espionage and Russia like uses him as sort of like a sign of United States espionage. It's just a fundamentally different sort of thing than, you know, this woman that allegedly had cannabis oil. Like it would be a much it would be a bigger thing for for them to give up. But I think also if you're that family today, you're just sort of like, fuck, like if they didn't care enough to let him go for like, Vic, like what will be enough? Yeah, I think, I mean, I imagine that if I'm in his situation right now, I'm feeling pretty bad because he, I think one of his best bets to get out is to be tied to, you mm-hmm. know, a semi-famous athletes Mm -hmm. release as well Mm -hmm. so and if the russians have basically said like because in biden's statement today he said for completely illegitimate reasons russia is treating the whalen case differently than griner's and i do think it's because they they think he committed espionage the u.s says he didn't that's that's unclear to me but either way he I mean, they want to hold Russia him. is probably just like you took a picture of this. I mean, know? it could, but that's the thing is like it could be exactly something as little as that where they're like, "What were you doing here? Why did you take this or that?" Or I think it's also like he's ex-military and just was in Russia. Yeah, it's easy to build kind of, a narrative. Yeah, exactly. Whatever they say he was doing. So definitely do feel very bad for him, and it must be really hard for his family. Yeah, they were on CNN this morning. It's like, how do you feel this morning? And they're like. We're very happy. It's a happy day, of course. Like, do you want them to immediately go into like this is, this is devastating? But it was just so encouraging to see um, Sherelle Griner just say like this is this is going to be our fight for life. Like, we will never stop fighting for Paul Whelan and the other people that are detained. And you know, you're going to have this really powerful figure if Brittany Griner returns to the WNBA. This is not the point at all, but going to get more viewers on like women's sports. I mean, there's it's great for a lot of reasons that she's back, and it's also just like. We haven't had a real moment of national unity. I'm sure some people will find reasons to dislike Brittany Griner. Like, oh, people are already talking shit. They're like, oh, oh, she shouldn't have brought weed. You know, like that kind of like blamey shit and all that stuff. And like, because the argument that we've been having is that if female players were compensated equally to male players, she wouldn't wouldn't have to. And then, and then um, people are like, oh, now it's sexist to take weed to another, like just the most bad faith shitty things. Yeah. Well, my other thing is just like, number one, I think the U S government has a duty to its citizens to protect them from unnecessary prosecution abroad, even if it's the result of something quote unquote stupid that they did. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. whether, you know, you know, yes, she probably should have checked the news and taken the cartridge out of her bag, but that, the U.S. government still has a responsibility to an American citizen to get her out of a Russian penal colony for nine years because of a vape yeah. pen. But that's a and wrongful detention, in my view. Like to get exactly. that sort of sure to originally detain that. Like, that's just not your U.S. citizenship means nothing if the government is going to let you do that. And also, on another level, our athletes, athletes who go international, are essentially cultural ambassadors uh, to the United, uh, like to this country. They are. Our athletes, especially our basketball players, are actually kind of an export that yes, our country yeah. has. Yes. So we cannot allow our 
people who are basically acting as cultural ambassadors who are an export of this country to go around and say, yeah, but you, if you get picked up, we're not going to do anything and we're not going to try to get you out because if it was technically your fault or whatever the fuck. Um, and I just, rem- I'm remembering ASAP Rocky when, when mm-hmm. he was in jail in, in Switzerland or something. Um, and th- those videos, I mean, he did beat the shit out of that guy to be fair. That guy there's many, many videos of that guy antagonizing him a lot for for a long time, and then he finally snapped. But I mean, Donald Trump got ASAP Rocky out um, because, yeah, it's like if you want, you know, if you want our exports, our music, our talent, whatever, we have to protect our citizens, and you can't, you know. Yeah. And this is America, like. No one's going to lock up black people for weed except for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, our thing. We have the right to lock up our own citizens over petty weed crimes. You Nine can't do it. Nine years in a penal colony for marijuana only in Louisiana. Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, only if you are a veteran with PTSD in Louisiana can, can, you be, can you be detained. And also, you know, this is such a like – the, just the visual of it, of having Kamala Harris and having her her wife there, it felt like not to be cynical about it, but I do think it's a, a it's an amazing campaign moment for Biden in 2024 that he was committed to that and that he, you know, I think during the discuss like this was a negotiation, but I think that the, a lot of the urgency was sort of like with or without Paul Whelan, you got to get her back, and and he yeah, did. and of course we understand why that's complicated and like obviously, what do you make of the fact that now Russia knows that this works? But I don't I don't think that I'm not. I don't think not getting her back was an option. Yeah. So. I mean, Biden's ending the years with the year with some wins, y'all. He's, you know, yeah. he's 80 and feeling grady. <laughs> well, like- yo, somebody said this, somebody had a side by side of Prince William and and yeah. Biden and is like, how is someone 80 years old have more hair than you? Look more vital. <laughs> Because Prince William won't just, you just yeah. gotta buzz it. You just gotta buzz yeah. it. You or get the plugs. Know, if my dear, dear husband didn't shave his head, he would look like that. Don't you think it looks so much better just to, you wouldn't even know he's balding. Well, don't. It's so sad. It's just so sad. Yeah, I'll make a commitment off. either way. Make just- the commitment. But you know what? It's because men don't like to commit. And that's why they do that. <laughs> Look at Prince William don't like to commit. That's why he, he did all that shit with Meghan Markle. Yes, that's uh-huh. and that's he don't the know, we're yeah, sitting here. I am just counting down the hours <laughs> until I can watch the documentary. But another thing we must discuss, with just a few weeks left in the year, it is Latina Equal Pay Day today. Latinas working full-time and part-time jobs earn just 54 cents for every dollar that the average white non-Hispanic man earns. So, you know, half as much work twice as long. So that means that the December 8th, part means that women would have to work all of 2021 and then all, up until December 8th, 2022 to make as much as a, a white man, the average white man did in 2020. I lost I lost the thread in 2021. Over the course of a 40-year career, Latinas will lose out on nearly $1.2 million in income compared to white men. So that's just like a nice retirement, just no retirement. This means they would have to – this part is hard. This means they would have to work until they're 90 years old to make up for the lost wages. However, And many do. However, and many actually do. Well, the life expectancy for Latina women in the United States is not 90 years old. It's 84. Amazing. <laughs> say That's your joke, really Amanda. Tough. I see it in the outline. <laughs> I want you to say it. 
Well, I did say that if they have to work until they're 90 years old, I believe you can do that in the United States Senate. Hey, yo! As I was reading, I was I was about to say that, you know, Latina women don't die, don't make it to 90. And I wasn't sure if that fit. But that is just like, that's so tough. That is. I know. And again, I'm Afro-Latina, so I get to black equal different. You know, I know I keep saying this joke, but it's like, it's it's literally like, God damn, the year's almost over. It's. But I, I I guess it'd be like if I announced today that I finished the New York City Marathon. <laughs> everyone had finished. Like right. everyone finished a month ago. I'm still jogging. Because you had to drag like weights tied to your ankles as you did it. Yeah. It's fucked. Oh, God. It's so fucked. And people don't understand. I guess like it's easy. I guess it's easy to see this and be like, wow, that's crazy. But the practical applications of this is when we talk about like New York City just passing the, or New York just passing like the salary range shit, Mm -hmm. you know, like you have to publicize because that's the reality. Like wages are offered higher to men and like, especially white men over like Latino, you know? And if someone sees a last name, a first name, last Mm -hmm. name, Rodriguez, Perez, whatever, they're going to offer less or they're not going to, you know, they're going to say the budget's tighter. Like that's the reality. And that's the, these are the practical and it's not like it's, you know, they're not doing the same amount of work, you know? So it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if this number is based on like all Latinas in the U S generally, or just like Latinas who are like citizens, permanent residents, But it's important to remember that their entire industries, our entire food industry Mm -hmm. in this country is based off underpaying Latinos for their Mm. work. So I don't even know if those numbers are- So there's no, you can't do a complaint. Exactly. Like, I don't even know if those numbers are included in what this is or if it's only Latinas who are working like on the books, paid legal residency jobs. But even then it's like, what are the most underpaid positions? Domestic workers, people, people who were um, actually called essential workers less than like a year ago. (laughs) Those are the jobs that actually are the least. And a lot of times, yeah, like those home care workers do, if they do prefer to be paid in cash, like people can just get away with paying them like I don't, like I babysat people that I knew, like not the main people I babysat for who I love, but who just gave their housekeepers like like 200 bucks a day or something. And it's just like, that's not enough to live on. But it's like these people, they're worried about interacting with the, like the taxism in a certain way. They, they send it home in a certain way. So you just get away with it. And just, we've talked, we've had guests talk about this. Just domestic care in general is so profoundly underpaid because some parents can only pay so much. And there are so many in that field. Like I do wonder how much of this is dragged down because of the particular, like just how little we value care work too. Well, yeah, it's like value care work. And then it's also like, I mean- we talk a lot about, you know, there's a lot of space about people who escape communist countries, but a lot of people come to America because there's at least a minimum wage or like there mm. is some kind of wishing and they, even with whatever money or like base rate that is way underpaid and way undervalued, they still will send some home because there's no upward mobility in these countries. And that's kind of the thing that many Republicans are fighting for is like to not have any upward mobility and to keep people like poor and you know, whatever. But I just think about, yeah, like 
even there's a time where I was considering being a nanny and this one, this one, like, woman who had her own scarf company jesus christ was like just the pay that she was offering she was like yeah. i have two kids they're under four um you gotta wake up one you gotta take a nap make dinner take this girl blah blah, blah twelve dollars an hour and i was like girl no <laughs> and it's yeah, just like no. there is somebody but there's somebody who's gonna take that job you know mm-hmm. what i mean and like that's just a kind of an unfortunate or like this other job that was like $700 a week, but it, it was like working from six to eight Back every right day. Here. Yeah. It's or something like that. And it's just like, this is, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for everybody, but it's just like so much of the work that we do, you know, is, is under, is undervalued. The next section is uh, what's getting us through the week. Now that you have finally finished your two years of work to catch up, is there uh, any any shows or practices that are getting us through this uh, chaotic pre-holiday week? What about you, Elise? Ooh, well, you previewed it, but I cannot wait to get home and watch this Harry and Meghan documentary. Mm. I also... Now that I'm back in my apartment, I'm going to watch this sexy lady Chatterley's lover show. You must be so happy. You've been like all over the place. I have not been in my home for like a month and a half. And I am so happy to. We're staying in the city for Christmas. Oh, that's amazing. We're seeing a strange loop on Christmas Eve. We're doing the whole thing. I'm so excited to just settle into my house and watch all of these shows that um, were either like too sexy or too politically relevant <laughs> for me to watch at my aunt's house. <laughs> what's the what's the Lady Chatterley? Oh, it's um Emma Corrin who played Diana in The Crown last season mm-hmm. and some other man who is hot. And <laughs> it's like it's basically like kind of bringing back like prestige erotic movies and TV. It's based on Lady Chatterley's Lover, which is a famous band book that was very Mm. sexy and that ladies would have to like pass to each other in like brown paper bags because it said like fuck and stuff. (laughs) Um, And it's about Lady Chatterley, who's hot and sexy. Is it like a period piece? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Basically, she's like the lady of this house, but her husband was injured from the waist down in the war and he can't. He can't. He can't, yeah. you know? So then there's a service, there's a guard groundskeeper, and he can. Mm. Okay. And they do. Mm. So it sounds sort of <laughs> okay. like, like okay. I never watched Outlander, but it sounds like similar. Yes, Outlander but they don't, Outlander. there isn't going back into time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outlander, <laughs> it's hot, but it's also so fucking violent oh. that it's like, oh, yeah, there's weird. like a lot of like war injury because she's like kind of a, she's a nurse that's doctor. Right. So you're seeing her like so people with like in the midi. Oh, no, God. Lady Chatterley's lover is pure like bodice ripping. They're running through a field. They're having sex on the grounds of her mansion that's all that that's going on there i'm watching i'm watching what about you melly um well i'm planning my family trip or me and tina are gonna visit my family and we're (gasps) gonna stay in daytona uh my family's all gonna meet up in daytona so i'm getting excited for that we might stay like on the beach at like a pet friendly hotel um what else is getting me through and you know are you gonna fly him I'm going to fly him. I, okay. I'm looking at carriers for dogs. Of course, there's a stylish one that's like $125. (laughs) That's not the practical choice. No, the practical one is the Sherpa black one. I know. 
But this Which one is green. And <laughs> uh, Tino would look so good because yeah. he's black and white. I and he would know. like pop. <laughs> I know. And it slides it's, it's onto Christmas. the handle. It slides onto the handle of the suitcase. Is it the wild one one? Yeah, the wild yeah. one. Wild cute. one sponsored bitches. <laughs> <laughs> wild one, give Millie the case. Tino's a very stylish pup. He's a very stylish pup. Yeah, anyone at wild one, send it, send it along. Well, it was really funny because in my family group chat, uh, we were all like with my cousins and stuff. We're talking because my brother is getting married in April and he's like, my brother's like obsessed with us booking our fucking hotel rooms now. Like he says we should book our hotel rooms before the end of the year. And I'm like, that's crazy. This is in like five months. Relax. But yeah. we're like, we're going to start an OnlyFans for our dogs so that <laughs> we can pay for this wedding. And we're just all sending pictures of our dogs. Um, in comfort. Anyway. Oh, uh, that's lovely. Um, yeah. Dog pictures always are. Okay. So mine's a little bit specific. Mine are house shoes. So specifically, obviously huh. we've worked from home for a very long time. Yes. And usually I wear like pillow slides around the house or something or just barefoot. But just lately, I've just been feeling so like schlubby, like I trip over myself and I just am like really having a hard time. I mean, like I got enough work to do that I can get it done all day, like plenty mm-hmm. to do. But like I just feel kind of like tired and schlubby. And like so recently I just got like a nice pair of all white Adidas sneakers that are just for the house. Mm. And it's kind of life changing. Like I put them on every morning. I wear them all day. They don't go outside, obviously. And I just feel like literally more energetic. Like there's a spring in my step. I'll like, you know, do planks in between meetings. Wow. And I just feel a lot more like sporty spice. Wow. (laughs) In Japan, like when, you know, when you studied abroad, like, you're only, you're supposed to have shoes just for the gym. Like if you go to the mm. gym and work out, like you're not supposed to bring your outside. You have your outside shoes and then you have your gym shoes. Uh, I just so love shoes inside the house. So I just had to get a specific a sp- something about, I don't know. I like have a sensory thing with bare feet, but yeah, it's like made me a lot more productive. And like, I, I can sort of, it carries me through my like afternoon because I feel a little lighter on my feet. So if you, if you're feeling lazy and unmotivated, Instead of changing your entire life, try house shoes first. Um, I just want to say, I also want to paint a picture for the Betches audience that Amanda's sweater oh is has. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda and Elise are making fashion choices today. <laughs> Amanda's sweater is Christmas uh, Dodson's. Yeah. And they're, yes. it's adorable. It's so Thanks. cute. It's multiple Dodson's embroidered. They all have a different Christmas look on. Wow. Of course, I got it from the UK. I paid $30 in shipping. <laughs> well, you know what? The UK is, they, they, you know, the UK knows something about something. I'll just mm-hmm, say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that was fun, gals. Yeah. That was our yes. show for the week. We will be back next week, of course. And we have some really exciting new things coming up for the show and the new year that we will share more of. All things that you're going to love. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.